Hello, welcome back to Send Them Off. Welcome if you're joining us for the first time. I only said that once uh, so far this series. But, so um, the first you time know. you said that, yeah. No, uh, that's twice, actually. I've ruined your intro. Um, you ruined it now, Al. Again. Um, <laughs> it makes a change. It's not me ruining it. Anyway, um, yeah, our next one, I, I don't know what number it is. But uh, we're moving down, moving down to London today. I think it's South London, but I'm not sure because my geography is horrific. Um, and <laughs> we are, of course, talking about Crystal Palace. Uh, joining me, as always, is you viewed him already, my yeah, ever-present yeah. podcasting partner, Alex. How are you it, doing? You viewed me, but it'd be rude not to do the intro. You got to do the intro. But yeah, we're joined. Uh, we're joined today by um, Dinah from the. DR. DR, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry, it I, happens. It happens. I, You're not the only I, one. You're not I, the yeah, I, I, do you know the funny thing about this is, right, is is we I, before I specifically asked, how, DR, how do you want to be introduced? Yeah. And, he told <laughs> and me, I said, and I said, I was like, oh, yeah, DR. And then yeah, for some yeah, reason, I slipped a little N in there. Um, but, it yeah. happens all the time. I'm not great with names as well. So, you know, it happens. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Mispronounce my name. It's fine. Do you know the worst part about it is, though, when I've been, like, emailing people to come on come on this, like, a lot of them, like, um, like yours, yours was fine because your name was on the email, but a lot of them just are the podcast name. And I'm like, oh. I don't know who's turning up. I don't know who's turning up. I don't know if there's more than one you? of them. I don't, I don't know anything. Anyway, DR, you're, uh, you're from Back of the Nest podcast. Uh, yes. the Cracking name, Palace by the way. Cracking name. Fantastic I like that name. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we um, worked hard for it. <laughs> we worked hard for the name. That was like the hardest part about it, just setting up the name because we had we we were rebranded after um with a different name, and then after we realized, you know what, it's time to modernize everything. So we thought, back of the nest is a little tongue in cheek, like you know, it's yeah. it's a nice little name. I, like um, I, 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 I don't take any credit for it. It's the other guys at back of the nest that do, <laughs> nah. but yeah, it's a nice little name. You um, could to be fair, right? You could have taken all the credit on this. Podcast, I could have, yeah, right? but you taken it all. Like, clearly, <laughs> clearly, very humble. Um. <laughs> Shall we start with Palace? Um, hmm. Usually we start with last season, but I'm so ex- I'm so excited to talk about your transfer business. So excited um, one, because you it? have Just signed you have signed someone who, as I mentioned before we came on, holds a very very special place in the heart of everybody down here in South Wales on the white side, on the white and black side, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black and white side. Um, it is Mark Uhi. Yes. How do you say that down in London? How would you say his uh, name? I was going to ask you, how do you say yeah, <laughs> because because I don't want to mispronounce his name. We all say so, it differently. So I say Mark Gway. Yeah, as oh. well, like Mark Gway. So yeah. we've got three different pronunciations here. So we've got Gway, Gurhi, and... And I say, I've said all season, I've been calling him Mark Gee. Mark Gee. Nah, that's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad see, we're all agreeing. You minis- <laughs> you, yeah, see, I, I get the trend that's going on there. You mispronounce my name. You, it, names ain't the greatest thing all right. for you. He yeah, sussed me. He sussed exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> so it's definitely not on that. The ironic thing is, is Alex has got a Romanian I've, name. I've got, I'm half Romanian. I might, you know, I should be able to do the names. <laughs> but there um, we are. No, but Mark Gurhi or, or, or Gui, however yeah. you say Not it. Not um, Yeah, <laughs> anything but Gui. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because for me, 20 million, I haven't watched him for two seasons now, or season and a half. Um, 20 million is a steal. Absolutely. Fantastic. Steal. Fantastic signing. Look. With Palace, I know you said that you want to start with a new season, but looking at last season, we conceded lots of goals and we've got an aging squad just in general. Um, signing him from Swansea, um, not from Swansea, well, he was, he was at Swansea and signing him from Chelsea. I think it's just a big statement on where the club's headed. Um, you saw it, we moved on from Roy Hodgson and it links back to the manager, I guess we'll talk about him in more detail, Patrick Vieira, but talk about, uh, talk about Mark Gway um, in particular. He's good on a ball. Look, that's what we need at this club because right now we've got the 
oh, how do I say? We've had we've had old school centre backs in terms of they're good at defending, but not that great on the ball. We had Scott we had Dan, one player, Tompkins, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah, Saka Saka was solid, but the guy who played like one in every thirty five game, like he wasn't fit. He just couldn't be fit, and he left us. So we needed ball playing defenders and. In the two games that he's played, I watched him yesterday as well. He's just so comfortable. He plays the game at his own pace. And that's what you need in a Premier League because you're going to be under pressure. So I love I loved that signing. And we got another centre-back in today as well, Joachim yeah. Anderson, okay. five-year deals. Um, all the signings that we're getting is five-year deals and it just shows the direction that we're going in. Yeah, I, what a sign! Honestly, I, I cannot speak highly. Yeah. You've got such a player on your hands in Marquee. Honestly, obviously, obviously, all of us, all of us boys, um, like in our sort of group chat, we're all Swansea fans. And with all due respect to Palace, we were very, very surprised when he went to Palace because I was thought, convinced I mean, he was going to stay thought, at Chelsea. Yeah, we thought he was good. He's good enough to play at Chelsea in our eyes. He was hand, I mean, head and shoulders the best centre back in the Championship oh. last year. But that's what happens though with Chelsea. Look at look at how many mm. quality players they've got. You can't you can only field eleven and you can only field so many on the bench that yeah. you it's turned into a business for them. So they were willing because we re, it's not cheap as well. I mean he's done great at Swansea, but that's also in the championship. So yeah. he has to prove himself at the top level. Yeah. Um, and twenty million pounds, eighty million pounds. I think that's a fair fair price for him um, because it's still going to be a gamble. But it's a gamble that I'm willing to... Well, I, I love it. And also the club loves it as well. You know, we gave him a five-year contract. We believe in his, We believe that he can grow in the future. And also, he's from South London. Um, so it's a, it's a player that's technically coming back home. They talk about coming back home with... You saw United, Man United. They're signed, they're signed Sancho and he's, he's home. When his home he's is in Campbell in South London. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, so, I but he's genuinely at player. home. Exactly. He's genuinely at home. So that's the positive thing about it. He's, he's where he grew up in. Uh, he's his local club. I, I doubt he's sport Palace. I'll be honest with you, but you know he knows. He knows that he knows what's required from him, man. I'm I'm just excited. Yeah. Um. The other thing you've gone to the championship a couple of times. Um. Michael Elise, mm. eight million for Elise is that now? That is a steal. That is a real, real bargain. He's quality. Um. Like obviously we watched him a lot in the championship last year. Um. Being Swans fans, and quality quality player you, you've yeah. really really got yourselves whoever's on recruitment for you guys this summer there's, there's some serious uh some serious oh, what's the yeah. word direction going on yeah we're not playing any games no I'll tell you yeah. that. we're not playing any games and look we as weird as it might sound we deserve this as fans because mm. as a neutral you probably wouldn't know what's going on week in week out in the last two to three years especially last season it came to a point yeah that i they don't want to watch Palace. Like, I love Palace. We've had so many worse times. But under Roy Hodgson last year, it was it was just awful. Like, we had one shot on target or two shots on target. And we just couldn't we just couldn't do anything. There was, we had one of the oldest squads in the Premier League. We had Roy Hodgson. So all these signings, um, they were there in the line. Like, we're not that surprised because we needed to do this to not get relegated. We're reaching that point as a football club where what is our direction? Are we just looking to stay up? Because when that happens, then there's a massive chance that one season everything goes wrong and you just go down and then you end up in the championship and you struggle. So this season, um, Olise is a great player for Reading, but we were linked with him for about a year or two. And as soon as Patrick Vieira um, comes in, two days after, he's at the club. Now, I don't think that's a coincidence. First of all, the club wanted him for ages, but also the player. It shows that uh, well, Patrick Vieira, you might not think he's a great manager in terms of uh, what he's done in the past, 
but he's still unproven. But he can get these big youngsters into the football club because he he is Patrick Vieira of Arsenal. So it speaks volumes, and he's going to be another player if he stays fit, hopefully, because he's already injured, which is a bit annoying to be fair. If he stays fit, eight million pounds. What is eight million pounds to a Premier League club? What is that? That's that's nothing. You can take that gamble, and he's proven himself. I think we're building a championship all time. Like we're trying to just build up all the youngsters of championship and just combine them together and hopefully the Eze as well. uh, Yeah, Yeah, Eze as well. He he's he's brilliant. I love him. I love him. The thing about him, he's injured as well. Um, his his Achilles is gone, which is going to be out for a long period of time. But all these signings, at least he's 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 going to be a great one. Um, I really do. I really do think that because he's shown himself in the championship, and if he's any like Eze, then I'm not really worried about him making this step up to the Premier League. Eight million pound, no pressure. I'm not gonna lie, from what I've seen in the championship over the last few seasons, I think Olise is a better player than ever actually Eze. Mm. I think in the championship anyway. I okay. can't speak for, obviously the championships of course it's, it's a physical league, but yeah, yeah it I, is I as well. And he he was quality to be fair. He was like obviously you know Eze's Eze, but yeah, I think I think you've the signings, I can't get yeah. over the signings. You know, the recruitment, do you know what I think, has been. <sighs> I think what's made the signings even better business is the fact that I think Palace have got rid of more Deadwood than yes. anybody in the Premier League. That's it. Like, I think the two clubs who needed the de- Deadwood out the most are Palace and Arsenal. Uh, personally, this season, Arsenal are on the way to doing it, like that, you know. They're not. They're not moving. There's really a few well. other problems at but, Arsenal. Um, but... Palace. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the problems for, as an outsider. And I know you said obviously there's a lot going on week to week, but for me, a lot of the problem was the likes of, with all due respect, Scott Dan, like Sacco, Klein, Cahill. I look at that squad. And it's so uninspiring. And then <laughs> you get rid of them and you bring in Gurhi, Anderson. Like there's there seems to be a new lease of life. New lease of life of a Palace, especially with Vieira as well. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't I think be there's a, a total change of ethos at Palace. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a rebuilding phase. The club, yeah. the club are not shy about it. They've they've even said it, and as a fan base, we're saying as well. It's a whole different change to it. It's like we've been in the Premier League for eight years, and you see clubs that just get promoted, like Villa, uh, Leeds, and of course, they, some of these clubs have bigger resources than Palace. But we, for the eight years, all we've got. Apart from your typical managers of Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew, and Tony Pulis, the only manager that really stood out was Frank De Boer, and he only stayed for four days—not four days, but four games. Yeah. Um, so, like, we haven't had this ambitious period, and I understand it because at the end of the day, this is a business. If Palace go down, then it's just going to have massive repercussions to the whole club, to the whole community as well, because there, there'll be jobs lost, and also you had all these players that you talked about the Sackos and we, we've got big players that are still at the club that are earning lots of money and it's going to be hard to balance the books. So I understood where the club was coming from, but this was needed. We need this real re- rebuilding phase. And there's lots of names mentioned. You mentioned Gary Cahill. There's just players like Patrick Vanano. Look, lots of people are saying, why on earth did they release him? But genuinely, the first, he was, he's 30 years old, but he needs Gary Cahill next to him to defend. And we can see there's so many goals from him. So he's another player that was a liability that's gone. Andros Townsend, he's turning 31. He went to Everton, which is a bit weird because I expected them to be a bit more ambitious. But all these players, they're not... They're, I don't think any of them are younger than 30. It might be Nathaniel Klein, who's still at the club. Um, he hasn't actually left. But all these players are 30 plus. So we've actually, I think, took off around 500,000 to 600,000 pounds of the wage. Um, so that's how we can sign all these players. We've, we've entered that phase. Going to be risky, but it's worth the trial because we've been at that position for eight years now of doing absolutely nothing 
other than stay up. Mm. I th- I feel like Palace. Um, sorry, without uh, without a revamp, we're in danger of becoming a sort of Burnley, like in terms mm. of where like you don't want to be bad. We'll they they could go down. Like they could go down. <laughs> There's always about three weeks every year where people say, "Oh, Burnley could go down," but they never actually go down. And like there was stagnant. There's there's been times I've been watching like towards the end of the season I've been watching Palace and I've just seen them almost mirror Swansea like when we were up there and I think the season we went down I think was I don't know if Palace stayed up but I would or something like that or was it I can't remember but I think it, was it just it could have been Southampton but um yeah they just sort of mirrored a club who were sort of always that sort of game away from going down or that you know it could be that season or it all depends if yeah. there's any clubs worse than them but now it's it's really good to see them sort of invest in this way. And also, don't get me wrong, you're, we're, we're talking about all these signings, but this could go horribly wrong. There is that risk. Look, Palace fans as well, there was, I think that as a collective, as a fan base, we weren't, we were very strong together last season for the wrong causes in terms of we wanted Hodgson out. It was that bad that no one really opposed it. But there was a small portion of fans who were saying, well, Hodgson will keep in the Premier League. And that's what we ideally need. Um, so there are small fan base, there's a small, you know, group of fans who are still 50-50 in terms of Vieira. They like what they're seeing, but they still wanted, you know, they still wanted Roy Hodgson to stay at the club. But now they're gone, I guess they'll start supporting him. But as I said, this could go horribly wrong. We could get relegated. But as a fan, I don't, as weird as it might sound, I don't mind us to have a try and get relegated like that rather than just stay at the same position and just get relegated for not being ambitious. With this stage, Patrick Vieira, he's, he's unproven in the Premier League. Um, all these players, they're great. They were great in the championship, but they're still unproven. So there's a there's a chance that this goes horribly wrong. But at least we can say we tried. We tried as a football club to try and build something, and it didn't happen. But you know, it ha- it's not. We won't be the only club that goes down from it. But yes, it's the ambition that's the most important thing about it. It might go. We might finish twentieth. You never know. We might finish twentieth, and it might be worse than Roy Hodgson. But at least we're trying. Absolutely, I yeah. totally agree with that. And you know. People who were, I, I, you know, obviously there's going to be fans who would want Roy Hodgson. It was the same with Arsenal with Wenger in it, but Roy Hodgson was no spring chicken and he wasn't going to go on forever. And there was always going to come a time where he was going to, you know, throw the towel in. And I, I do think signing a player like, you know, a player, um, a manager like Patrick Vieira, I think it sort of had the same sort of scent as Lampard when he went to Chelsea. Like he could attract those kind of players and sort of bring the youth up. Mm. So, yeah, and personally, I, I don't see the risk being as big as, you know, obviously, as a Palace fan, you're going to see it, you know, differently. But as an outsider, I don't see it being that big of a risk at all. The players you signed because no. there's some quality, some real I, quality. I think, I think on paper, particularly, there are far, far worse teams yeah. on paper than there than, than your squad yeah. that I'm looking at here. I mean, Burnley have done nothing this summer, more or less. Nothing. They'll still stay up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll still they stay up. I don't know how it happens, but there'll be yeah. there'll be three worse teams than Burnley. That just yeah. but um jokes aside, they have stayed up all along. But if you're just talking about Burnley, I'm not too sure what's gonna happen there. They've got new owners, they're, they're trying, they're trying something new, but there's only so much you can do with that squad. Maybe it, Sean it, Dash does it. It takes it again, time but... though, doesn't it? Like a rebuild takes time. Like I'm looking yeah. at your first five fixtures now and <laughs> They're, so, they're horrific. They're absolutely yeah, They're not nice. Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham, Liverpool. I mean, there is a real, real chance you could come out with one, three, or even zero points for those five. Yeah. And I think I think it's a case of not panicking as an as an outsider. That's what I'd say. Because like it's such a new squad, new manager, really tough start. Like you're not gonna pick up five wins out of five. You're not. Mm. 
realistically. I'd, I'd hate to see another Frank de Boer, to be honest yeah. with you. And just, you know, uh, don't get off to a good start and then say, all right, screw it uh, and get a Alan Pardew and say, okay. No, I, I don't think that will happen. The reason for that is with Frank de Boer, it, it was just more than Frank de Boer being a manager and losing three or four games. Um, I think Darren Ambrose said it as well on um, Talk Sport. He was talking about it, saying how, um, and we, some of us knew this as a, in the fan base as well, there were problems with the players as well. The, the, he, the, some of the players just didn't buy into him. He tried to play some midfielders just in defence and he tried to go crazy about it. We didn't have the squad to play the type of football that Frank Ball wanted. We didn't go and back him as much as we should have. We brought in players, don't get me wrong. We brought in Patrick Bamford and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, but we didn't back him enough. The squad that we had wasn't built for a Frank Ball type thing and also... With, with the troubles that he had with players, it just didn't add up. That's why he got the sack. With Patrick Vieira, there's, there seems like there's a connection there with C. Parrish. Um, and C. Parrish wouldn't really sack him after four or five games, I, unless something drastic happens. It's not going to happen. That's why we're backing him. I feel like the club are genuinely going to give him time, um, which is good to see because, it, as I said, the rebuild is not only one summer job. It will take two, three summers. Or it might take, you know, the January window as well. There'll still be players who are going to leave that we need to replace. So it's, it's a process that you have to really trust. And right now, with the feeling that I'm getting from the club, it's like they are going to stick with Patrick Vieira, even if he loses four or five games. There's none of that worry. Well, maybe after 23 games, if you only won two games, then yes, you'll get a sack. <laughs> yeah. uh, rightly so. But it wouldn't be anything like Frank DeBoer. Yeah. No, um, you must be absolutely sick if you're in it. But... Um... <laughs> Is, yeah, is, um... <laughs> so we talk about Frank De Boer. The, the, to be fair, is Frank De Boer even a good manager? He did get the sack after four games. He was all right. Is he a good manager? He, wherever he's gone, apart from him being Frank De Boer, it, with you know in, in his playing career, wherever he's gone, he hasn't really done much. I've I've seen him with with, his, with the Netherlands side. I've seen at Palace. I've seen um, Atalanta. Also, before coming to Palace at Inter Milan, he was there for, what, 80 days as well. So there's clearly something wrong with this man. It wasn't just Palace. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it wasn't just Palace because uh, look at all the other jobs. He's, he's never really stayed on for a long period of time. Yeah. So maybe the Frank de Boer thing was, was a blessing in a way because we didn't score in all them games. And Roy Hodgson came in and we were scoreless in seven games. In the first season, he'd done great. He kept us up and was so comfortable. So... Maybe it wasn't the worst call about it. And also, there was stuff going on in the background with Frank DeBoer um, regarding some players playing out position. So, yeah, I feel like we met, looking at it in hindsight, we might have pulled the trigger at the right time. If we didn't, then right now, we might even not be a Premier League club. Who knows, then? Who knows? Mm. Um, so, finished 14th last year. Where, where do you reckon you'll finish this year? Uh, this year, I think... Realistically, around if we finish 14th, 15th, but if we're pushing up the table more than down, because you have your moments throughout the season. So, for example, you might be uh, pushing for the 10th, then you lose three or four games and you end up. So if we if we have that type of season where we're pushing for 10th and we finish 14th, 15th, I think that'd be a solid season because um, the players need to adapt to it. They had Roy Hodgson for four years and literally all they were told was to defend. Our striker, Ben Teke, was a defensive striker, as crazy as it might sound. Um, so all these players need to go and adapt to Patrick Vieira. So if we finish 14th, 15th and um, try to bring in a couple more players maybe next season, I think that is a good start to the rebuild. You don't want to get carried away with it. Uh, there'll be lots of ups and downs and um, you have to be realistic as well. So mid-table, mid-table will be solid. You don't, you don't want to 
over you don't want to have expectations and just be disappointed and you don't want to say oh we should just stay up i feel like this squad is good enough to do more than just stay up that's why we didn't want roy hodgson here because we didn't feel like he could bring us to the next level so patrick Vieira, he's bringing in players he's got some solid players if he finished 14th 15th with these group of players then that should be a good season hopefully yeah i, I agree i, I totally agree with you yep 100 um quickly because we are sort of run out of time um your player to watch this season uh, player to watch this season, it's, it depends on who comes in fit because we've got a couple of new players that it could be interesting. I think Olise, um, he's a player to watch once he's fit. Um, and also Wilfred Zaha. He did score 10, 11 goals under Roy Hodgson last year, but this year he's he's had just way more attacking duties. You can see Vieira hasn't really told him to go back and track back and defend. So if Wilfred Zaha's got that freedom out wide to go and beat them players, get a couple of assists, a couple of goals, I feel like this could be a very good season for him. And also, he wants to prove himself and it seems like he's finally happy playing football, which he didn't seem like he was um, for the last three to four years. So, hopefully, Wilfred Zaha, but the underrated, under-the-radar player, Olis or Eze, one of them two, because I feel like they could get assists and goals in the Premier League. I can already, I, I, was, I can already tell you, Marco, he's going to be your player. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's going to be great for us. He's going to be great. For, and people, you know, Chelsea fans knew about him. Olis, he was at Reading. Some people might know not know much about him you know he's a bit of a under even though if you watch a football you will know you know for the casuals they might not know yeah. exactly there's a player coming from Reading for eight million pounds for some people whereas Mark Guire he's, he was playing at Chelsea so they have they've mm. got a massive they've got a massive fan base so yeah under the radar will be like Olis and Eze type of players I feel like they could have a great great season if we play the football that we played in pre-season Watch this space. Here we go. Watch I like that. Yeah, hopefully, I like that. Hopefully well, um, yeah, best of luck for this season. Uh, do you want to uh, have a couple of seconds or so to uh, plug your plug? Your He's only letting you have a couple of seconds. Yeah, <laughs> Just a couple of seconds. Look, yeah. um, thank you for, for having me on. Um, if you want to hear more Palace stuff, watch more Palace stuff, search Back of the Back of the Nest on Twitter, on YouTube, on all the social media uh, channels, and you'll be able to find us there. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be way more positive this season than we were last season. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, DR, thank you for joining us. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure, mate. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with yet another season preview. The the, the grind Once doesn't again, stop, Al, does it? We don't know who it is. It, it doesn't stop. It's a who surprise knows? for us. It could, it could be uh, anyone. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day slash evening slash night whenever you're listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll catch up with you soon. You'll hear us soon. Ta-ra. Take care. Oh.